entertainment, arts, and interviews. The Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here with Rachel Bow and Alley Cat. It's the Mulberry Lane Show. If you're just joining us, we're in the middle of our chat with Mike Reno, lead singer, songwriter, and guitarist with 80s supergroup Loverboy. In the first half, he talked about how Loverboy was one of the very first artists to be featured on MTV and how instrumental MTV was in their breakout success. Let's join Mike once again. You guys were on tour with Journey, Foreigner, Night Ranger, Cheap Trick, Aria Speedwagon at different points. So what were those days like? Oh, we had some wonderful times. We played all the big concerts. Uh, one of the biggest concerts I remembered is we had to deadhead in our tour bus all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast to make our way to Philadelphia. And it took us three days straight driving to get there. Mm. We got there about half an hour before we were supposed to hit the stage. We didn't even have time for official showers, so we just kind of <laughs> took a hose. And we, we got out of our tour bus, so we kind of wet our hair down and splashed some water on our face threw on some clothes and walked out in front of a hundred thousand people wow in the middle of the afternoon and we were one of the first bands on and i remember we started playing and paul and i split the crowd down the middle so there's fifty thousand people on one side yelling one thing and fifty thousand people on the other side yelling another thing and this little thing we used to do in one of the songs Mm -hmm. split the crowd and get everybody competing against who could be louder this Uh, side or this side his side or my side well the place was just rumbling with noise And groups like the Pretenders and the Kinks and Foreigner, they all came out of their dressing rooms and said, what the hell's going on out here? Who are these guys? (laughs) So I looked on the side of the stage and I saw all these famous entertainers watching us and I kind of went, whoa. (laughs) What a neat memory. How fun, though. So did everybody get along backstage? Were there any fights? Were there any problems between the bands or was it pretty friendly? Mostly it was fun and friendly. You know, there's probably a few things here and there. You never can tell. Along the way, we did a lot of shows, you yeah, imagine. Yeah, I bet. So we, we got to meet some of the best entertainers in the world and play alongside of them. It was a big honor for us to be put in that situation, right? Well, you were one of them. Uh, well, we were just getting started at the beginning. Yeah. Yet, so we were very respectful of our beginnings, believe me. So did the massive success ever go to your head? No, it never went went to our head. It never went to my head. Okay. I just always kind of held it with a lot of respect. Being successful uh, in anything, I think, comes with a lot of responsibility. So mm-hmm. instead of being cocky about it, we were just very respectful about it. And we were kind of happy that it happened. And uh, we held it very close to our hearts, that's for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Heaven in Your Eyes from the Top Gun movie, one of the members of Loverboy, Doug Johnson, he refused to be in the video because he felt that the movie glorified war. So was that difficult for the band to kind of include everyone's feelings about things? What was that time like? Basically, if the group decided on something, that's what we did. Okay. It was always a democracy, and it really was. Funny thing, Doug even laughs about it now, is that this was a love song in a romantic scene from a movie that really had nothing to do with war. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of just overreacted, and I think he admits to that today. Uh-huh. But he wasn't part of that whole thing, so it was his choice, and we just said, that's fine. We'll uh-huh. just uh, go on and do it without you. Uh-huh. So we did. And it was a wonderful video, if you've ever seen it. Yeah. It really was. Mm-hmm. And it's a great song. And there's a kind of an interesting story that goes along with uh, coming up with that song, actually. Okay, let's hear it. Well, I was called down to meet uh, Don Simpson and uh, Mr. Bruckheimer. Now, these two were the biggest movie producers in the world at the time. Okay. And Don Simpson has since passed away. 
but Bruckheimer's the one who does all the CSI stuff and okay. uh, all the TV shows, and he's become huge. Mm-hmm. He's done some of the biggest movies ever made in the history of movie making. So the two of them requested I come to Paramount Studios. So I flew into Los Angeles, went to Paramount Studios, was in their office. They said, come into the office. And I walked in the office, and I was in the office for five minutes as they walked by me three times each, talking to each other about a plan or an idea for a movie. And they kind of didn't even know I was there. <laughs> That's the kind of intense attitude that these guys had. Wow. As it turned out, they kind of went, oh, who are you? And I went, I'm Mike Reno from Loverboy. They went, oh, great, great, great. Come over here. I want to show you something. So they took me over, and they put a tape in and showed me a scene from the movie starring Tom Cruise okay. and Kelly McGillis love scene where they were going to meet up at the bar and everything. They go, okay, you can't tell anybody that we're doing this, but tell me something. Can you write a song for this scene? Wow. And I said, well, yeah, I could do that. When do you need it by? And he says, I need it by Thursday. Oh, I go, gosh. Okay, you mean this Thursday? And he said, yeah, I need it by this Thursday. So it was like Monday, right? Oh. So I went, oh, man. Got Talk about office. pressure. I know. And I flew back to phone some friends. And I said, let's go in the studio and come up with a song. I said, it's going to be a ballad, and and I want it to kind of sound like this. So they started working on it. I came home. I started writing it with them. We went into the studio. A friend of mine, John Dexter, was kind of coordinating it. And then Paul Dean and I went in the studio. We finished up this song, came up with all the parts, and uh, did it all right then and there, and sent it down to them. And he went, we love it. Wow. You know, and it was like one of those kind of things. That soundtrack album went on to sell over 30 million copies. Oh, amazing. amazing. So you only saw the scene once, and then you just had to kind of retain the feeling and the vibe of the scene in your head when you were writing it? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Pretty good job there. What a great story. Mm -hmm. Well, you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, and right now we're talking with Mike Reno, lead singer of Loverboy, and they're coming to Lustfest 2014 in Council Bluffs at Tom Hannafin's River's Edge Park, May 25th. All right, well, Mike, we have a question of the day that we ask everyone on the show. Your question today is, are you a morning or a night person? I used to be a night person, but now I'm a morning person, if you understand that. Okay. I used to stay up late at night. I couldn't fall asleep till 2 in the morning. And now I love getting up at the crack of dawn and watching the sun come up. I like the quietness of the morning now. So I've turned into a morning person. Okay, so what changed? Why do you think that happened? I think just as you get older, life changes for you. Staying up late isn't important to me anymore. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Now, do you have a most memorable experience with the band Loverboy? Oh, I have many of them. Uh, one of them was when we were off in Mexico. We just finished our first album. Three of us from the band took our girlfriends to Cabo San Lucas on an excursion to Mexico where you can't change anything because it's all cut and dry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we went into the hotel. This is before cell phones, if you can imagine that. Wow. Okay. And um, we only got there the day before and we're sitting there and all of a sudden I got this, Mr. Mike, Mr. Mike, this uh, the Spanish guy who was working at the front desk tracks me down and says, telephone call for Mr. Mike, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I go back to take the call. And all of a sudden, it's my manager, and he says, your first single's coming out, and you know who loves it? I said, no. And they said, you're going on American Bandstand, because Dick Clark thinks it's the best song he's heard in years. Oh, and my life, My life changed. The American Bandstand was huge. Okay. They could make a band or break a band. That's how big it was. Oh, wow. And the whole thing just turned into this amazing experience, and it was like... Wow. What an awesome phone call to get. So when you went on American Bandstand then, did you feel like really high pressure for that performance? You know what? It was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of times in our careers when we were pressured into it. 
And what you had to do is dig deep and find a nice place to be and just show them what you got. You really had to, it was kind of like sports, you know, it's like uh-huh. every show is like the Super Bowl. It really is. Everything was important. We tried hard to turn into professionals and to really do a good job at everything that we did. And we sure learned a lot along the way. I bet. Uh, I bet. And then as the vocalist, with all your high notes, did nerves ever get you? Nerves always get me. As a matter of fact, girls, I'm more nervous now doing shows than I was in the highlight of my career. Because really? I don't know what it is, but the older I get, the more nervous I get. But I was talking with uh, Jimmy Page, and I thought I was nervous. He almost throws up before shows. And Jimmy Page, of course, is the guitar player for Led Zeppelin. Right. I know. Isn't that crazy? I know people like that. So how do you handle it? What I try to do is I try to be completely busy, almost late, so that I don't have time to wallow on the fact that I'm about to do a big performance and there's going to be millions of people watching and it's going to be televised and everything. So I keep myself completely busy until the light comes on and then I just go for it and I just rely on my instincts. Gotcha. And you just go for it. I get that. That's really neat to hear that. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for your honesty and sharing these stories with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, girls. It was really fun talking to you. All right. Awesome talking with you, too. Okay, girl. Mike Reno of Loverboy. Straight ahead, more of what you can expect at Lust Fest 2014. The Mulberry Lane Show. I was born.